Are you ready to unlock your full potential, achieve your fitness goals, and transform your mindset for a happier and healthy life? Well, you're in luck because I just reopened the Know Your Power one-on-one coaching program. If you're ready to get real results, personalized workout and nutrition guidance, elevate your mindset, and have the accountability you always wanted, this is the program for you. Oh, also, there's a bonus. You'll be invited to the exclusive Know Your Power community where you can be a part of a sisterhood of other like-minded, powerful women. Click the link in the description to sign up today before enrollment closes. Welcome back to another episode of the Know Your Power podcast. I am your host, Julia Renee, and guys, I have my coach here in real life. (laughs) So first of all, thank you so much for coming on the show, Coach Johnny. I want you first to, because I honestly tried to come up with like an intro for like what you do, but you have so many things that you do. So I thought it would be better for you to introduce like, who are you? What do you do? Why do you do it? Awesome. So we'll go with like the Reader's Digest um, because otherwise it's going to be really long. Um, So with what I do in terms of from the coaching perspective, I mean, I have other things that I'm involved in, but that's what we're talking about here is the coaching stuff. So we have, let's just say we, because my team, we have two core services. Mm -hmm. Core services are coaching and then mentorship. Mm -hmm. I've been coaching for 16 years. Actually, this year will be, this is the 16th year that I've been coaching. So 16 years of coaching and five years ago, I started mentoring. When I say mentoring, I started mentoring coaches mm-hmm. who want to be way better coaches. Yeah. Um, and I go through that. It's been one-on-one. We Soon we have a, um, a group mentorship that's going to be launched. It's going to be really cool um, for people that can't really do the one-on-one thing. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but ultimately, I go through all of the framework um, – Essentially, like, I, I am a big believer that personal development is key for anything. So my thing has always been habits, routines, and mindset, mm-hmm. right? So for any goal, mm-hmm. right? So if you're coming to me, you want to build your coaching business, okay? We have to have the right habits, routines, and mindset in place. You want to be the best athlete you can be? You have to have the best habits, routines, and mindset in place. You just want to change your lifestyle to be healthier, more fit? Well, you have to have the right habits, routines, and mindset in place. Very true. So... I start with like the framework there with like from a mentorship perspective and then I build upon that, teach like the systems, right? That at the end of the day, you want to be professional, you want to be efficient. Yeah. So I've set everything up in order to teach people to actually run the business in a, in a good way. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's a part I hate. (laughs) That's a part I hate. It's actually so easy. And I've done it with all of my other businesses, Mm -hmm. but on for coaching, like I've always... I have until recently, I've never tried to scale ProFX because I like the one-on-one relationships that I build with people. And I mm-hmm. realized I can keep that, especially with today's new technology. Like I can keep that aspect, but grow the company by building a better and bigger team. Yeah, and because if you have more, concepts. they all do the same concept and right. care that you do. Right, and then that's like, I, so I try to cultivate that culture of that and teach my team the same thing. Mm-hmm. And then so like a lot of people that I mentor Sometimes they want, you know, they want to scale and build their own coaching business and become better. And sometimes they're like, hey, can I just, I want to be part of your team. And I'm like, fantastic. Like, now I know you're vetted now. Like, I've, mm-hmm. I've mentored you. Like, I know you know what you're doing. So let's run it. That's like, so and I cool. love to have them on the team. So <clears throat> in that case, they don't really need to learn as much of the business side because they're plugged into mine. I still want them to understand it. Mm-hmm. But, like, 
they're plugged into mine. So it's also good. just like the values. Like, do they carry the same values that and you do huge. and what you expect of your team? Like, if yeah. so, yeah, like bring, let's bring yeah. them on. I mean, so th- there are certain people that I mentor that I, I would never like, yeah. coach for my team. Like, <laughs> like, just certain values don't align. Yeah, but they're learning the technical side. Yeah. So, like, once we get past the business side and that, mm-hmm. and like, we always expand upon it as we go because, like, I have a curriculum set. But beyond the curriculum, it's like, all right, let me discover what you need to learn. Mm-hmm. And then let me dive into that deeper with you. And then we'll start sharpening your skills and making you where, wherever you're lagging, you're going to get way better. But we'll go through that. And when I say the technical stuff, I mean, all the, the nitty gritty health stuff, mm-hmm. which, you know, we actually I go through with oh, yeah. my clients, right? Because that's like, honestly, what's most important. And then the same idea with when I, when, you know, when we coach individuals, whether they're an athlete, you know, if you're a performance coaching, if you're, so if you're a, you know, competitor, any athlete, or lifestyle or a health coach, like when I would have people with like the functional health issues come still framework still starts habits, routines, mindset, Mm -hmm. because ultimately that has to get in place first or nothing else we're going to do moving forward is going to do anything. Exactly. Right. So we have to build that. And then we dive into the, what you actually came to me for. Yeah. Right. So they're like the core services. And then we have, you know, additional, and there's different levels inside of each one and that's you know the the, the minutia minutia yeah. details well one thing that was crazy that i had no idea there was this actually youtuber when i am in prep for a bodybuilding show i told you you know when we started together i was like i document everything like are you cool like being yeah. on my youtube videos and stuff but there's this one youtuber that i follow and his name is anthony montello because it's really difficult to find um women in the industry that document their prep series so sometimes i'm following men and there's a coach in there, Coach Kyle, Coach Kyle yeah. and I didn't know this, but I was watching one of the videos like a couple, I would say maybe like a couple months after we started working together and he was looking at his meal plan and it was pro FX. And this whole time I've been watching this guy and I was like, I had no idea that my coach was the head of this whole thing <laughs> because you're so like humble and like low key. So one of the things that I really wanted to ask is like, why do you do what you do and what, why, like what helps you get out of bed in the morning to like, cause you wake up at like the ash crack of dawn. So I'm assuming that you like boink, like straight out of bed. Like, why is that? Um, so honestly, I absolutely love helping people. And that's why I do. I, so that's why I still coach. Like I don't, need to still coach. Yeah. I have other things that I'm involved in, but I love it so much that I was like, I was thinking about it. I was like, I still want to keep that, that personal relationship, but I want to build the company bigger because I mm-hmm. know that I can reach way more people. And that's like kind of where the mentorship side of it started to get bigger and bigger for me. Cause I'm like, how many people can me or even my team take? And it's like, true. I can only take a certain amount, but if I create these there's group mentorship in these courses. Mm-hmm. Well, now I can have a bunch of people signing up because I, I don't, how many, you know, one-on-ones can I take in a day, True. right? I can't take that many meetings. Yeah. So I'm like. <clears throat> You'd have no time for yourself. <laughs> Which I already don't. <laughs> I already don't. But <laughs> That's why he wakes up at 3 a.m. So maybe <laughs> he has an hour it's, to it, himself. It's 4 a.m. But, <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> um, but no, so honestly, when I wake up every day, I'm, I'm probably – like, I start my day low. Like, I don't feel, oh, okay. like, great. Um, people, like, might think otherwise. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but then, I, you know, I get into my morning routine, charge up a little bit. Yeah. Then, get done my morning routine, I might hop on the first call, and I have somebody that I'm mentoring or with, with a client. Like, let's say, like, you and I, you're like, hey, something's going on. I need to talk to you, right? Hop on a call. And then I, 
talk with you and I see that now your spirits are rising because mm-hmm. I'm trying to help you, you know, get your get your state of mind better. Yeah. Well, okay. then I rise up. Yeah. So I'm charging up throughout the day mm-hmm. by helping people. So, so at the end of the night, you're like, yeah. I, I, no, I feel, fa- <laughs> I, I feel fantastic. Yeah. So it's like me getting to help people raises my frequency. Mm-hmm. So that's essentially what wakes me up and gets me going every day. Like I wake up in the morning sometimes and I'm like, I'm exhausted. Why do I do this? Like, and then I, and then I remember yeah. real quick. I mean, and, and, and that's a split second. It's not like I think yeah. that all morning. It's like mm-hmm. a half a second thought into my morning routine raised up. Mm-hmm. First, you know, get into like digging with, into my client stuff, raising up further. Wow. And then I'm just, I'm charged up. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> I tell people this all the time. So, you know, my wife's over there and she'll tell you, like, I, w- I am not an inherently positive person. I have clients all the time will ask me. Is that true, girl? <laughs> okay. So, so people, like clients will ask me, like, oh, how are you always so positive? And I, I laugh because... I used to be the opposite. Mm-hmm. People would be like, my God, like, I think, I think I was so, I was uncomfortable to be around. That's how like, like oh. almost aggressive. You're like and, the like, character on Charlie Brown, which is the one that has the like cloud <laughs> hanging on him. Right? He's like moping around. And you're but I was, so I was like mopey, but aggressive mopey, which is yeah. really not fun. Well, my question is what, what did your life look like in that time period? Because usually it's a direct reflection of yeah, you, you I, not going for the thing that you actually want to exactly. go for. So you're not actually people, happy. Right. So like, I tell people all the time, like, yeah. if you have feelings of, like, shame, guilt, anxiety, all those low-frequency vibrations, you look at the vibrational frequency chart, you see that mm-hmm. it's all the low stuff. It's because you're not living congruently with your goals. 100%. Right? So once I really and truly started doing that, it helped. But then another thing that was huge for me was, like, all right, I have a negative thought. Mm-hmm. And they were, they're just, you know, induating your mind, like, nonstop. Thought, 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 like, what if this happens? What if this happens? What if I do that? And so what I started doing was every time I had a net, like one of those crappy thoughts come in, I was like, all right, let me learn to recognize it. Once I recognize it, flip it with the exact opposite positive thought. Mm -hmm. And I did that for like two years straight. Crazy. And then I now don't get, not to say that I never have a negative Mm -hmm. thought, right? But now you know like what to do when it shows up. And most of the time they don't happen anymore. So it took two years of rewiring my brain. Mm -hmm. But then once we got to the point of, you know, maybe maybe a year and a half, two years ago, like I don't really get that many negative thoughts anymore. Yeah. Like they just don't, not that I don't have any, but I'm saying I don't really get them. But I learned just that rewired my whole way that I think. So now I think all the time like, when clients will like, you know, they'll, they'll message me or they'll say something and they're like, you know, like this or that happened. And I'm like, I'll just, I'll shoot them like an upside yeah. to something that's maybe shitty. Yeah. And like, it's, you can start to see over time that they start to kind of rewire the way that they're thinking mm-hmm. about it. Cause you definitely can. And I think that's where people get really stuck is because they start saying things like it's always going to be this way. This is my reality. You know, um, I can't ever change because we can rewire our brain. If we can do all of this stuff, negative thoughts, and create the exact life that we don't want to have, why wouldn't we be able to do the complete opposite and rewire our brain to have the exact life that we do want to have? Exactly. Because I was similar to you to where before I am where I am now, Um, I was working at a job that I hated. I was an angry person. You tell my family, I'm like, I'm, they know me still because still I'm a little bit like, um, 
edgy, you know, with, with people, but I was just not a nice person. Like I, I, I just wasn't because I wasn't happy with myself and I wasn't living congruently with the person that I ultimately wanted to be. And when I started doing those things and I started realizing it first started with me, like being able to change my physique, really, it came from that place. But I always say like fitness is the gateway drug to personal development. And that's why I teach that in my program. Like I'll grab people into my program. I'm like, yeah, we're good. Yeah. We're going to transform your body. And then really it's all mindset and it's all, self-awareness, all personal development. And they're like, this is not what I was expecting. I'm like, because this is genuinely the key to getting anything that you want. Yes, you can do all the workouts. Yes, you can, you know, do excellent posing for bodybuilding. You can be in all the right places. But ultimately, if you don't actually believe you deserve to be there, you're, you're really never going to be there. Or when you do get there, you're going to be very sad because I've done that as well. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I achieved all the things. I was like, but I'm depressed. Like yeah. what, this doesn't make any sense. So I love that you have that as a part of your program because it's truly helped me for sure with coaching with you, because there has been times where I, I've fallen into places of being depressed and I just don't check in for, for a whole month. And I was like, coach, I, I'm going to take that month off. And I can definitely say that this is the first time in my entire, well, I started body, I say entire bodybuilding career. I, I, my first show was in 2020. It's been four years, but I, I did it pretty quickly, yeah. but that also had its downfalls because I was like on this high of like. You ramped up, you got to the yeah, top pretty quick. I did. And then you're like. It was like 2020 wins two shows, 2021 becomes a pro. And then I was like. What happened? Okay, what, I did it. Now, now what? what now? now what? But there's been times where I've like messaged you and was like, I don't. Like, I, I feel like my body's against me. It's, like, rejecting me. I don't know what to do. And we, ha- and we, we, we realized, like, yeah. right, it was. And we yeah. had to figure out, okay, well, that's when, for example, as you know, from working with me on, on that side of things. Mm-hmm. So I, I come from, like I said, I've been coaching for, like, 16 years, mm-hmm. this, this year being the 16th. And I didn't start as a bodybuilding coach. I never actually intended on being a bodybuilding coach. Yeah. Like that, so I started with, like, <clears throat> health and lifestyle. And I didn't ever actually intend on being a coach, period. Mm-hmm. So I started with the intention. Like, I've, I've always wanted to help people. And I thought I was going to do it through medicine. Like, I thought I was going to be a doctor. So that's kind you of like. You kind of did both. I, essentially, yes. You kind of so, did both. That's cool. Mm-hmm. So hindsight's twenty twenty. Had I now, like, did what I intended to do, which was become an endocrinologist, mm-hmm. it would have been cool to have that and incorporate that with a coaching career. Like, it would have been pretty cool. But again, hindsight's twenty twenty. So like, <clears throat> what would the reason I didn't is kind of dumb. But if I was young, so yeah. I was coaching at that point for a couple of years, and I wasn't even full blown on coaching yet. And I had a couple of friends that were had become endos, and I was like, "Yeah, hey, what do you guys make?" And they tell me, and I'm like, "I can make like double that. Like I make double that as a coach. So like, mm-hmm. I'm gonna spend that much more money to go to school to finish school to and then be in debt and then be in debt. And like, why would I do that?" Like, I'm already doing more than you through coaching. And I haven't even gone all in on it yet. Yeah. So, all right. So, at that point, I was like, let me go all in. And, like, again, I, I started on the coaching side of things. Like, well, so I started my own journey. Again, just like you. Like, I started on, from, like, a fitness side of things. Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't have great genetics, right? And I was always, like, not in good shape. I was like, kind of like a fluffy kid. And, um... I thought I was, like, ugly. So I was, like, let me get in a great shape because I just wanted to get girls. Mm-hmm. I was, like, I wanted girls to, like, look at me and not be, like, oh, he's gross. 
So, <laughs> you know, so I, like, I mean, most of our, our fitness journeys, especially when you first start, they do come from a vain place. Yeah, 100%. Like they, they really do. But then if you let it go into other and bleed into other aspects of your life, like the things you learn to yeah. change your physique and you let it bleed into your business, your relationships, and you know, your yeah, personal life. Exactly. Like if you could take these principles that you learn to change your physique and change your health into everywhere and also succeed. And that's why I still do bodybuilding is really not like for the trophy or the, yeah, uh, yeah. the Olympias, like, because every time I do it, I become a better person. Well, yeah, like it, it, teaches really. you, it teaches you, you know, a lot of one, what you're made of. Yeah. And you learn the importance of like consistency and being dedicated over when you're motivated. Right. So motivation is sure. going to come and go, but if, as long as you're consistent and you show up every day, everything works. So <clears throat> essentially, like I said, like I, I got into fitness because of that. Mm-hmm. Got into pretty, you know, good shape. And I, I, like I said, I always wanted to learn, like, everything about the human body inside and out. So, like, physiologically, psychologically, I wanted mm-hmm. to learn everything. So, I did that. So, by the time, like, I was, I was in college, like, I could have taught my professors. Like, it was, it was so easy for me. Mm-hmm. But, um, again, I didn't even... Once I got in great shape, it was just, like, almost just like a fit, like a beach body look. Mm-hmm. Like, I just had it for that reason and then I had a couple people reach out like oh you should try bodybuilding and at first I was like I don't know that I want to go on stage in a bikini and start flexing but like I don't know about this I don't know about that but that's then, all weird but then I did it yeah. and I loved it uh-huh. and because so many people ha- that I knew like locally semi-locally like they saw that I, I didn't come from having great genetics like they saw that I kind of looked like crap and then all of a sudden and I morphed mm-hmm. and so I started getting people like asking me hey can you can you help me? And like at that time I was, I was helping people with like on the health and fitness side of things. Like somebody would, you know, have like minor health ailments. I didn't know anything anywhere near the amount that I have now, but so like minor things, not like severe issues that I deal with now. And I would help them through it. And just a lot of it was, it was just improving their lifestyle. Like yeah. a lot of it was just that, which is ultimately what everything kind of comes down to. But started getting people ask me to help them with bodybuilding. And I'm like, yeah, sure. So I was like, if I, and I, I, I didn't even intend for it to be a business at mm-hmm. that point. But I'm like helping people, helping people, just like I was with, on the lifestyle and health side. And within two years of me doing that, I turned like 30 people pro. That's crazy. Like, and I was like, well, I guess this is cool. And like, I guess at time, I'm good at this thing. Right? <laughs> kind of good at it. At the time, <laughs> there was like six coaches in the whole industry. Me being oh, one. wow. So it wasn't saturated. Like, it was me and five other coaches. Wow. And I was like, this is cool. So... I had never even been really good with social media then now until maybe this year we'll, we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. But um, I never really used it. So I just like reposted client stuff that, that tagged me and then that started to build everything and I got more and more popular in that. So like even though the entire time, no more than 50% of my business from a coaching perspective has ever been competitors, but that's all I posted for my social media, because that's the only thing that's sexy enough that people are like tagging me in and then I'm reposting it. Yeah. So I ended up, you know, showing that. So everybody thought like for a long time that I just coached competitors, which yeah. is hilarious because I'm like, it's literally 50% of my business or less. But yeah. okay. So I ran with it. It was great. It's not all that I do, but I do enjoy it. I mean, it's, it's really cool to morph people like that. But my whole thing, like the whole time was like, I want to make a way bigger impact than just getting you in stage shape. 
Mm-hmm. Like I want to, I want to help you improve every aspect of your life. And like you said, if you can learn to channel what you learn from doing a contest prep mm-hmm. and what's needed to be a successful athlete, you can level up every aspect of your life. Yeah. What do you think separates a bodybuilder uh, that maybe is just amateur or maybe just tries it for the first time and then just gives up or, or never takes it as far as they would like to versus somebody that maybe becomes an IFBB pro or an Olympian and takes it all the way? What are those like defining factors that maybe you have seen in your... Yeah, I would say, I would say we're not talking about genetics, right? We're, just, we're talking mm-hmm. about other things other than that. And that's a huge factor for like olympians yeah right you know genetics are going to play a role man let's not be naive there um i would say and i'm not talking about outliers here but most of the people that actually succeed are are consistent af Mm -hmm. like they are consistent no matter what they just they show up every day no matter what and they keep doing that um they're a bodybuilder all year round right regardless of if they're on season or off season yeah and like and they're looking at like sure during the off season, is it okay? It's not only is it okay; it's very healthy to have more more balance mm-hmm. in the off season. Like if you don't have any, you're either somebody who just doesn't care about anything else, or you're probably not the most well rounded individual, mm-hmm. right? Because there's, I mean, I have some people that are they're great, they're great competitors. I don't know how happier they are the rest of their life, mm-hmm. which to me, so. One thing that I always tell, and I think I told you from the day one, because I say this to everybody mm-hmm. when I have my initial call with them, I'm like, listen, there's life after competing, right? And if your only goal is to get on stage and win, but you're going to do that at, by any means necessary, meaning you don't care about your health, I'm not the coach for you. And that's why I signed up with you. Because I, I really don't <laughs> care. Like, listen, do I want you to achieve your, your, yeah. your goals? Of course I do. And I'll do anything to help you do that. And it might take a little longer. But I, because I don't care about social media that much, I'm not going to advise you to do something that I know is going to hurt you. Again, I come from the health side of things. So I think other coaches that maybe would advise people to do that, I hope at least it's because they don't know any better. I I hope that they don't know that what they're advising somebody to do could potentially hurt them. I can't do that. I know what's going to happen. I can't sleep at night if I tell you to do that. Mm -hmm. So I'll tell people like, I've had people like, oh, I don't really care about my health. You don't now but you're like, soon, but soon, I do. Soon, soon I care what happens, I do. <laughs> you're going to be scared, yeah. right? Because right now you're saying that, but down the line, that's not going to be the case. So if anybody comes to me with any type of that, I'm like, there are plenty of other coaches that just want to show you, show the win that you get on stage. They don't care if you last one season mm-hmm. or 20 seasons. They want your transformation they photo. They want your transformation <laughs> photo. And like, I'm not like that. Like, I just want to build a relationship with you. I want to, like I said, impact your life more than just this Mm -hmm. and be able to see you, you know, flourish. And if you want to compete, I want you to be able to do it long term, right? I want you to, I want you to look and feel good for the rest of your life, not for two seasons. And then you fall off the face of the earth or have something shitty happen to you. Like, very true. So I'm not, I will never advise somebody to do something that I believe will hurt them. Yeah. Like, obviously there's risk factors involved, right? There's any, any extreme sport, there's risk factors. But there's like, we want to mitigate them as much as possible. Mm-hmm. So a lot of like, even when I teach the people that I mentor, like, I want you to understand all of the health things. I want you to understand how it all impacts and how it all correlates. So that way you don't become one of those uneducated coaches who is advising somebody to do something because you don't know any better. Because mm-hmm. I can't think in my mind, I can't think that anybody would 
knowingly tell somebody to do something, knowing that you're hurting them, especially if somebody like it's your client now, you, you have a relationship with them, you, got, you care about them. Mm-hmm. So like, why in God's name would you tell them to do something that's harmful? Yeah. You know? Or if something is a risk factor, educate them. Don't just tell them, hey, do this. Yeah. Like, hey, this is probably what's needed to get from A to B. We're going to do it for a short period of time. But these are the risk factors involved, and I want you to be a part of that yeah. decision. Well, they can choose now whether they want that to be something that they do or not. I mean, right. most people don't. They just don't get a choice. I hear so many people that reach out to me. I mean, we're talking a little bit b- like about this before that nobody knows who my coach is. Yeah. And so I was like, people are going to be really pumped to figure out who it is finally. But whenever... I was um, transferring over into finding a new coach because Zach, the guy downstairs, he was my coach. And he's the one that got me to my first two wins and my pro card. And he had done bodybuilding. He did a great job. Yeah, he did a good job. (laughs) He did. He was great. And I trusted him because he had my best interest. So changing coaches was difficult for me ultimately because I was so like safe with him. And I was like, I know that this guy, like he loves me and he cares about me and he's going to you know, not screw me up or do any of those things that you hear horror stories about. And he, the first person that he told me to reach out to was you. And I went to your Instagram and then we said, you're like, what Instagram? I know I went to your Instagram and I was like, this guy. And he was like, yeah, I was like, he like barely posts. Uh, And he was like, she's like, trust me. He's like, I've heard a lot of good things about him. I, I trust him. And he's like, if you trust me, let's book a call. So we booked a call with you. And like, that was one of the first things that you said. And that's how I knew that it was a yes, regardless of like what my physique was going to look like. I knew that you had results. I knew all of this stuff, but that's what was the overwhelming. Yes. I didn't even book a call with anyone else. So I got very lucky. Of course, most people don't. So what do you feel like are some like red flags for bodybuilding coaches and some green flags? Because a lot of our listeners have been asking me that, and I'm yeah. like, mm, I don't know. I've gotten lucky with two really yeah, good ones. Yeah. <laughs> um, so a lot of one, you want to ask the right questions. Like, so like my intake form, I ask a lot of questions. So I have an intake form before mm-hmm. I call. Yeah. Then I have a questionnaire that's very extensive before I even build out your initial programming. Yeah. And then on the call, we talk about it's not a sales call, right? So like. I want to know about you. I want to know what have you done? Like, let, let's dig into it a little further. So that way I have an idea of like how I can tell you how we're going to even begin your approach. Like if you come like to me, like, Hey, I have a show in 12 weeks. I'm like, okay, awesome. Like I hear that, but let's, let's see. Is that, is that even something that makes sense for you? Mm-hmm. And then we'll, we'll dig in. And sometimes it's like, Hey, that that's, that's not going to work. Here's why. And if right from there, and like, and again, I'll deliver that different depending on who I'm talking to. Yeah, that's kind of what you did to me because, like, I got into coaching with you when I was like, I was like maybe eight weeks out from my projected show, yeah. and you said, "Okay, I'm going to be real. You know, we can do the best that we can, but it might not be like what you're ideally envisioning because you're giving me eight weeks to get to know your body." And, and I was on like, top of "That you were that already, makes sense. You had already told me like." The stro- like the struggle you're yes. going through at that point and like how you weren't responding. And mm-hmm. I was like, listen, we'll do what we can, but yeah. like if you, if you're dead set on doing it and you're healthy enough right now to do it, we'll, we'll see what we can do, but I don't want you to have unrealistic, yeah. unrealistic expectations because you've seen, you know, Shanique win two Olympias that you're mm-hmm. like, Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm automatic. I am with this guy. He does magic. Yeah. Like, dude, no, any coach. So there's a red flag. Any That's coach a red flag. That will tell Eight you. Eight weeks. I got you. Yeah, I got you. I got you. Like, dude. <laughs> 
stop lying to these people. You're trying to take their money. Yeah. Like, I would much rather be real with somebody from the jump and have them not sign up with me. Maybe go have a poor experience and then be like, you know what? That guy was right. I'm going to go back to him now, which has happened mm-hmm. time and time and time and time again. Right. Yeah. I, I will never try to just sell somebody on a call. Like my goal. Do I do I would I would I love your business? I'm sure. Of course I do. Right. Where everybody wants to have the people coming to them, work with them. Yeah. But I want it to make sure that we're on the same page. So regardless, like sometimes you're not ready to hear what somebody has to say. Like some people are not ready to hear that. So if they've, if you've already made the decision in your mind, like I'm doing what I'm doing, no matter what, it doesn't matter what I say. Mm -hmm. Right. I can say, I can tell you all of the right things, but if you're not ready to hear that yet, well then you're probably going to choose somebody that's going to sell you a dream because they want to take your money. And then three months later you realize nothing. happened, And then you're going to be disappointed and be like, what, what would I do on this guy said I could do it, you know? And then, so I think a lot of coaches that like, they don't ask questions. They have their, their, their intake forms, like name, email, phone number. You get on a call with them and it's strictly a sales call. And you can tell because the, they're not really trying to ask you anything about you. They're like, they're like, what's your goals? And then like, they're thinking about it and they're like, they're trying to convince you, convince you rather you, than right. learn about like, what do you want? Why do you want it? And what exactly. time frame do you think you can get it right. in? You know? So then like, I'll listen to like, I ask those questions, yeah. but I ask them in a way so that I can actually give you legit feedback and then determine like, are we a good fit? Mm-hmm. Cool. If so, let's do it. If not, I'll try to point you in the direction of somebody who will be better at this point in time, but based off of what, what you know, what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't believe in, you know, selling people dreams. And I think there's a lot of like, there's so many, there's a lot of red flags in like, in, in bad coaches. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of times you're not going to know right then. It's like a little bit down the line mm-hmm. and you are like, for example, like when we had, the issues we were having last year. Yeah. Right. And what I think like a poor, a bad coach would do in that scenario is like over drug you mm-hmm. quadruple your cardio and pull your food to nothing. Yeah. And which is what a lot of them do. Yes. I, I, I think it's, I don't know. Again, I don't know if it's that they don't know it, how to maneuver around the situations or like, they just are like, this is what I've done before. This is what works. And mm-hmm. I don't know what it is, but I'm like, there's a reason why your body's not responding to this level of a deficit. Like it should be. Mm-hmm. So we have something going on here. We have to figure it out. Yeah. And I just communicated that with you. Like, I'm like, I'm not going to lie to her and say like, Hey, everything's great. Let's just keep pushing and then keep up bumping her cardio up. Like mm-hmm. it's not going to help. You're going to get frustrated because you're working really hard and nothing's happening. Yeah. Which so, I've done that too. Right. And, and, and I, and I knew, I, like, I know when people are getting frustrated, it's mm-hmm. as a coach, you, you're going to know that. So like my mm-hmm. job is like, all right, let me have clear objectives and have up some approximate timelines to share with you. And let's, let's have a conversation about it. So that's how I'm like, yeah. yo, let's hop on a call. Yeah. That's when we've done multiple times. Yeah. I'm like, this is what's going on. This is what I believe is the solution. And it's going to extend our time frame. But I think after this, your body's going to start yeah. responding really well. And it did. And it like did. almost every time we, we did it and we changed something and adjusted it, my body responded better to it. And it also helped me have the peace of mind because my added stress and anxiety and focus to it just made it worse. Of course. Cause to a point where there was, up yeah, there was like a point where I literally broke out in a rash. Remember I told yep, you from yep, my yep, face yep. and neck because I was stressing myself yeah. out so much over what my body, am I going to be ready? You know, I just did this whole series on YouTube and people are going to be like, yeah, oh, yeah. she she 
didn't do her show again and all this stuff. But ultimately, I I know that what we did, and I just truly believe that if something doesn't happen on your timeline, it's not supposed to happen on that timeline. It's supposed to happen when the universe thinks that you're ready for it and it's all in alignment. And that's why I have such a good feeling about my season this year because of everything that we did last year. We primed your body to be where it's at. Like if we didn't do that, I wouldn't be where I am. Usually at this time in my journey of bodybuilding, I'm usually 170 pounds. I've usually 170 pounds. I'm sitting at like 155. That's where we've been sitting. I've never looked this good in my off season. And that's also because I had a binge eating disorder, but that's besides the point. But I was finally able to heal that version of me by working with you. And so I just want to thank you for that because I look at myself every day. Because that's my goal. Yeah. Like (laughs) I, I truly have never, I, since I started bodybuilding, I was a wrestler before I was a bodybuilder, so restrictive eating. Diet. So awesome that I've you're been, a wrestler. I've been doing that, uh, doing this basically similarly since I was 15. So I developed a lot of um, terrible eating habits and then decided to get into a career where you have to be put into super restrictive eating kind habits. of terrible eating habits. But I was able to heal that part of me yeah. along with your help. And I'm in such a good space that like no matter what happens this season for me, obviously my goal is to go to the Olympia. I know that this part that I've been trying to heal for so long is healed and I can be really happy with that. And you're, and And if I go to the Olympia, that's great. That's the the ultimate goal of a competitor. But like at this point, like even since I've had you, you know, when did was our date? I think it was like two years. It was July. I th- no, no, no. What's two months before July? April, March, March, May? April. Well, yeah, of 2023. Because I did my pro show July 2023. You sure 23 or 22? 22. It's 22. It's 22. <laughs> 23 was last year. Yeah, 23 was, was, was like was a couple say, months ago. I was going to say 23. <laughs> that's because I remember we were <laughs> actually, it was July and we, we hopped on the call. Yes. We were, for my wife's birthday, we were away and I called you. I'm sorry. And, you know, and then that's when I was like, hey, we need to take this new approach. Mm-hmm. That was that July. So it was the July. Yes. So, yes. so 22. 2022 is when we started working together. Yes. And um, I don't know where I, where I just was. You were saying... I, I, have ch- I, I totally understand I, uh, how I've changed since then, 2022. Yeah, so, so in the time frame that we've been together, you're very locked in now mm-hmm. into this improvement season where you're not like, there's balance, yeah. but you're, you're very much locked into things mm-hmm. overall where like you're not throwing yourself yeah, out and the before every weekend. I wasn't locked in. Right. Yeah. I, and I you can really see wasn't. like your physique looks phenomenal right now. Like yeah. every time you check it in, I'm like. Oh, up the food again. We're good. Stop I know, and I'm again. still losing weight. I did a story the other day, and I was like, guys, I love my coach because I'm eating more and I'm losing weight. It's it's amazing. I've never been in that point, but that was, for me, I think the defining factor between me being ready to receive everything that I'm going to get this year was me locking in in my off season, and I know that I have done that, so... I'm really pumped about that, but this is going to completely shift gears and maybe get a little bit like lower vibration, but you made this post that I really wanted to read to the people because I, it really like spoke to me. It's actually, so it's a photo for the listeners of you and your wife laying on the floor of your friend's, um, house. Mm -hmm. And it says, um, let me see where I, I did the quote. Oh, it says our old life sleeping on the floor of my friend's living room right before the switch got flipped. What changed? Uh, everything. 
Um, and are you talking switch got flipped as in like, you were like, I got to wake the fuck up or like the lights were going out. <laughs> like someone was turning your lights off in your apartment. <laughs> kind of both. <laughs> kind of both. Um, ultimately. <clears throat> so again, I, I'm not going to dive too deep mm-hmm. into, into stuff, but so there was a period before it, it was a, a long time ago where I was living on the wrong side. Right. And doing a lot of things I'm not necessarily proud of, but I was killing it. Mm-hmm. Not at all have to do with coaching, just other things. And uh, I was doing very well. I had to look over my shoulder all day, every day. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is before I, I met my wife, like now. And um, I got jammed up, and I risked going to prison for a long time. Mm-hmm. And uh, thankfully, beat the case. But again... I was in a really good spot, but I, I, I lost everything. Mm-hmm. And at that point, like I, I had started coaching, but I wasn't doing it by any, you know, any, any way that was a, a, of crazy value, you know, doing anything positive for me. Um, <clears throat> again, like I knew I always wanted to help people, but I was doing that. I was doing really well with that as well as you could do with that type of a shitty lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had, I was, I was on point at that point with like my nutrition, my training, like those aspects of my life were, were locked in, like in, in that regard. But the way that I was doing everything else was not. And, uh, got jammed up and then I'm like, okay, well to me it was a blessing in disguise because that was never going to be sustainable. Mm -hmm. And now I'm like, okay, now I'm going to go all in on my coaching. Like I'm going to go, I'm going to go all in on it. And that really helped, but it, I was still, I had a, a number of things that were kind of just off. Um, and then we had met each other, my, my wife and I, and I just wanted to provide the best life that I could for us and then build a family and do all that. So like there were a lot of things that I knew that I just needed to change. And like at that point, to me, anybody who's, who's, successful or knows how to be successful you can you can have everything ripped from under you and rebuild it mm-hmm. and especially if you're going from something that was not the best lifestyle to something that is very very positive so you take certain things that about you because like I was successful in doing what I was doing there and I learned a lot of business things with that mm-hmm. but again it wasn't congruent it with wasn't who congruent you wanted with who to I actually really be. Wanted be right <laughs> so um and essentially I used what I learned but then I I had to learn a lot of new things and build a lot better habits, better routines, um, and really shift my mindset, which was one of the, like, like the catalyst was the mindset, you know, a lot of that. And at that point, I just decided to just develop these, these stellar habits and routines. I just flipped and like, I, I was, I was non-negotiable with any of it. So like every single thing that I set that I knew that I needed to do to level up my life, I did it. So it, I didn't care how I felt, you know, in terms of, yeah. you know, what emotions I was going through. If I was tired, it didn't matter. I was like, I'm doing this no matter what my life is going to be exactly what I want it to be. But this time it's going to be all positive. There's going to be no, no risks of anything being illegal involved in my life. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to just, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it as, as high as you can possibly go. And so from that point on, I haven't looked back. Like, Every single thing that I do every single day from then till now, and 
I can still improve, right? I can still, everybody can still continuously yeah. improve. Like when you reach the next highest version of yourself, that doesn't mean you're done. Mm-hmm. That means you continue to reach the next highest version of yourself. I always say, get 1% better every single day. If you do that every year, you're 365% better than you were at the start of the year. True. Right? So like still do that regardless of where you think you're at, you can always improve something. So basically, um, that's what I've done. And, and we've gone again from sleeping on the floor in my friend's apartment. And, you know, thankfully that he let us do that. Yeah. Um, you know, when we went from that to, to where we're at now and we have a fucking awesome life. Yeah. Um, and we're, and I'm not even close to my pinnacle. Yeah. So that's, that's where a lot of when I, when I speak of these like habits, routines and mindset, because I truly know that it will get you wherever you want to be again, regardless of your goal, regardless whether your goal is, is your, your physique, your, uh, you know, athletic performance, your business, improving relationships in your life, like any of it, any goal is going to improve with those things. Get those locked in first. So your personal development, your self mastery, that's key. And then everything else builds upon that. True. It's very true. And you've, you've have, um, literal proof of it working in your life and completely changing your life from sleeping on the floor of someone else's house to being in this brand new house that you have with your beautiful wife and this, this whole life that you love and you help people. And, there's something that I don't know who says it, but it's like fail fast because once you hit that rock bottom, yeah. you know, you can either stay there and just wallow in self pity and be the victim of your life, or yeah. you can just flip it like you did and the switch turned on and you said, no, like I am the powerful creator of my reality. So let's, let's switch it. Like, let's change yeah, I, it. I'm like aggressive with it too. Yeah. So like I say, like, like I tell people all the time that like, especially people that I work with, like specifically come to me for like habits, routines, mindset. Like mm-hmm. I have a specific one, one of the mentorships is, is a habits, routines and mindset mentorship mm-hmm. versus like a personal development one. And I'm like, when you decide to flip the switch, you break the motherfucker off so that you can't go back to the old you. Mm-hmm. So like you're, you're not, you're not just like, Hey, let me try to make some, no cut it right there. You don't you, try. You're not trying to do. do like you, it's <laughs> not a, it's not a, Oh, let me. And, and the moment that I see that with somebody I'm working with, I'm like, ah, right there is why you're failing. Let's go. Yeah. Like they'll come up with reasons, excuses, yeah. this circumstance over and here. Cir- why I cir- can't do it. Your circumstances don't dictate your outcome yeah. for one. And two, you don't do anything. Like if you, if you, if you base everything off like your circumstances or if you're, if you're basing things like they don't change your responsibilities. No. You know what I mean? So like your responsibilities are there. Your goals are there whatever's going on around that, it doesn't matter. Like you still have to do exactly what you need to do. If your mm-hmm. goal is to act, if your goal is to actually reach that goal, if you want that to come to fruition. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Like this shitty thing happened. We all have winning seasons and losing seasons. Yeah. Right. So people who stay in a losing season for way longer than they should are because they just pity themselves and they just allow themselves to just stay in this negative mindset. Yeah. Where it's like, listen, the moment that you have that and you continue with that, that's going to be your life. Now, the moment that you say, nope, that's not it. Let me focus on staying locked into the habits, routines, mindset. Let me stay really tapped into what I know I need to do to achieve my goal. Mm -hmm. Now, if I do that, 
my losing season is going to be this long yeah. and it's going to go right back to winning. You know, what's crazy is that what I realized the, one of the biggest differences between my past off seasons where I turn the switch off, I, I stop caring about bodybuilding, my weight goes up, yeah. all of those things is that I stopped doing the things that make me feel good every day. Yeah. That's my uh, visualization with gratitude, my journaling, my meditation, all of those things, my, going and doing my 30, you know, my, my cardio in the morning or whatever it is, I usually stop doing those things yeah. and then also feel really crappy. So yeah. there's like, there's so such power in this because every, uh, there's a lot of clients and a lot of girls that listen to the podcast and they're, they're wondering why they're feeling like low self-esteem, low confidence. And it's because their actions aren't actually in alignment with what their goal is. Yeah. And we know that like when we're doing that, like we know that. So when my actions weren't aligned in those off seasons, I knew it yeah. and I felt guilt and shame about it because I knew low, I wasn't living. Yeah. I was feeling that the lower side and I knew that I wasn't living up to the, my potential and I would fall into like depressive episodes and I can happily say that like this year has been different, but now tell me this, tell me this. Yeah. When you do doing, when you are doing it, yeah, you become more confident, right? You feel more confident with yes. yourself. And then when you're more confident, you become better at what you're doing. So you're more competent. Yes. Right. So there's the, and you're like, what else can I do? So it's the confidence. Well, competence loop, yes. Right. So that's actually a thing, mm -hmm. right? So you can all look it up. It's the confidence competence loop. And when you, you know, build your reputation with yourself mm -hmm. by doing those things, like still showing up and doing those things that you previously, you know, let off the gas on, mm -hmm. and they're the things that are beneficial to you, right? And you're doing that, you start to see how, you know, impactful they are. And then you're gaining confidence in yourself and building your reputation with yourself. Mm -hmm. And then as you build that confidence, you build competence, mm -hmm. right? And then you're like, I'm getting good at it. This is fucking awesome. Yeah. And then confidence goes up again. Yeah. So you just now get into like a flow state, True. right? You're, you have like that, that positive, like that inertia is just moving you. Yeah. So that's like one thing. So I touch on this with, with clients all the time. So for example, um, let's say you go on a vacation mm -hmm. and like a real vacation. Like, so right now I'm on like a work trip. Mm -hmm. So on a work trip, I'm, I'm going to stay even more locked in, but even on, even on a vacation, let's say like one thing you can always do, it might be a modified version of it, but it's one thing you can always do because you'll see how many, how many times you have people that you clients you work with that, you know, like they'll go on vacation and they completely abandon everything and then they yeah. come back and they have a hard time getting back on track. Yes. So one thing I'm always like, listen, when you go on vacation, stay locked into your morning routine, mm -hmm. be mindful of everything else. Yes. Right. Like I'm not telling you to stay on your diet. Like it's a real vacation, right? Mm -hmm. Like enjoy yourself, be mindful, but enjoy yourself. But one thing you can do is stay tapped into your morning routine every day, mm -hmm. wake up, do the same thing you would normally, again, again, it's maybe not in the same place, same thing, but yeah. a modified version of yeah. your normal morning routine, do that every day, no matter what. So when you get home, it's not like you abandoned everything. So True. you're right back into your morning. Routine like, how do we do this again? Right. You just did it in a different place. It's just modified. Like even when I'm traveling for work or like a sponsor will fly me out to something. I know that like I get really bothered when my routine isn't exactly how it is. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, hey, we got to move on. I'm like, all right, we're at a hotel. Okay. They, they have uh, a treadmill. Maybe it's not a Stairmaster. So I'll just do an incline. You can modify it in different ways. Yeah. And it truly does help with going back, like getting yeah, back you, to your full you're, swing. You're, you're not, you're not abandoning it. Yeah. You're coming back. So like that, that morning routine, essentially all like, there's no reason on a vacation to not do it. Why? What, what does it do? The whole purpose of it is to get you in the best place 
to have a, 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 a happy, successful, productive day. Mm-hmm. From vacation, maybe you're not trying to be super productive, yeah. but you're still trying to have a, a, a happy day. Yeah. So if that puts you in the best state of mind to have the best day you can, why, why would you? you not do it? Yeah, that's right? very that puts true. you in the best place. So it's like, I tell clients all the time, I'm like, vacation or not, stay locked in that. What, is it going to take you 20 minutes in the morning? Who cares? Yeah. Like, that's awesome. And then you can go do your vacation stuff. And then, and then stuff. you have your vacation <laughs> stuff. And then it's like, when you come home, nothing changed in that regard. And now, yeah. now I get back into the swing of things. But in that way, you're still completely, like, unplugging and recharging. You're just keeping something that's a positive routine in place. Exactly. And that's, I found that to be, like, super helpful. Yeah. For people that have, because I used to have, like, not understand, like, people go on vacation, they come back, and they have such a hard time, like, reestablishing everything. Yeah. And I'm like, give me an idea of, like, what you're doing. I've learned over the years of, like, coaching. Like, I ask people, and they're like, you know, I just, I don't do anything. And I'm like, oh, okay. Well, That's why. Like, and I didn't <laughs> even think of it, because, like, for, for me, for so long, I've been tapped into the to the point of, like, I do a lot of Regardless of where I'm at, what I'm doing, I do the same thing mm-hmm. um, because it keeps me where I need to be. Mm-hmm. So, like to me, like I would never abandon that because it wouldn't make sense to me. Yeah, that's so, very true. Um, I think when a lot of times when people, like, it's so a lot of it's like very simple things, but it make a huge difference yeah. in your ability to actually get where you're trying to go. It's so true, and I'm curious too. Like, what are your let's just stick with the morning. What are your morning non-negotiables or what are your daily non-negotiables that you just, these are the things that Johnny does. And if he doesn't do them, he's going to have a bad day. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, So like the specifics of my morning routine or just, or just the fact that I do it. Like, let's get specific. Like what, Uh, what does it usually look like? I mean, I have the same thing every day. So same thing every day, um, you know, 4am wake up and make my bed or again, I make, I make my side of the bed because she's still asleep. Oh, um, that's what I do with Zach. <laughs> right? So, so I do that. Um, I then I brush my teeth, and then I drink thirty-two ounces of water right away. Um, you know, obviously, you're dehydrated, and I don't go for coffee first. I hydrate first, and it, it, that really feels like caffeine. If you really like, if you uh, chug cold water fast, if it's you like just drink your water. Like, just hydrate and just and wait ten minutes and watch. Like, you're gonna feel phenomenal. So I do that, then I hit my exercise, which is part of my morning routine. Mm-hmm. So I will have that workout. I get done from the workout. I then take a shower. In the shower, I have 10 minutes or I go hot. And during that 10 minutes, I do like a meditation or a positive visualization, a little bit of gratitude. And then I step out for a second. I turn the water as cold as it gets. So I'm waiting. So I, so I, go, I, go, from, I go from hot gotcha. to cold. Yeah. And then I do two minutes in as cold as it gets, and we, again, we live in the Northeast, the water's cold. I mean, maybe not cold plunge, but cold. Yeah. Um, and especially coming from really hot to cold, it's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's nice, man. I love it. Um, so that, I do some breath work while I'm in the two minutes of that. I didn't start at You two have minutes. to if I, you're going to survive. It's like <laughs> so I didn't, I didn't start at, at two minutes, just sort of, but like I started at like 30 seconds, mm-hmm. and I, I do two minutes now. So my, my shower takes me 12 minutes. Again, these are very specifics, but it's just, it's just what Mine's I do. Mine's the same. I so, eat at this time. Yep. I wake up at this time. <laughs> yep. So, so I have that. We're I, kind of boring people. No, I'm bit, just kidding. A little bit, right? <laughs> so at that point, um, I get out. I get dressed. Go downstairs. I don't really need a coffee at that point because I'm mm-hmm. jazzed up from the, from the cold shower and my workout and everything else. But then I, um, I, I bake my coffee as that's brewing. I'll either do two things. I either send out three gratitude texts 
or I will write three things I have gratitude for in journal. Mm -hmm. At that point, I'm I'm ready to rock, and then I attack my GSD list, which I've talked about five thousand times. Mm -hmm. um, get shit done. Get shit done list, and I I knock that out. Now my GSD list, what I so that includes everything I make, and that's down to the minute. That's that's my GSD list is through my day is down to the minute. It's a little bit excessive, mm -hmm. but. And then I'll put things that I have on there. Like I'll have like an asterisk and I'll say like, if I have time, a couple other, other things that I might do. But ultimately I attack that and there is no way, shape, there's no way or how, no way, shape or form. Is that? I is think that, so. Thing? Way, yeah, maybe. I don't way, know. shape or form. Um, there's no way that I, that I, that I don't execute everything on that list. Um, that's a non-negotiable for me. And I, and I imagine this as, um, so I put all, I put everything in that, everything that I need to do in a day. So it's, it's business tasks, mm -hmm. my, you know, even like little personal things, pers personal. Okay. So it's like health and, you know, health and fitness tasks, personal family responsibilities, business tasks, everything's in there. It's, and I, and I, so like I said, it's down to the minute, but I give 10 extra minutes for every single task in case I have to put out a fire. So at the end of the day, you know, 10 minutes, 10 minutes, 10 minutes, I might have, Let's say I had to put out a fire that took me an hour. Well, I already I already bumped that into the schedule in case something happens. Okay, good. So, I was like, oh, um, what if something happens? Yeah, Life yeah. doesn't always go as planned. Yeah, right. <laughs> so that will that will be how that's set. And again, I the way that I do that, and I've talked about this on even some of the videos I put out, is like I put a consequence to anything that might be difficult or anything that I saw like, this video. It yeah. was it was so it was cutthroat. Yeah, it, and that and that's how that's how I I view it. And it might be extreme for some people, but. It, yeah, it's how I get everything done. People are like, how do you get everything done? Well, by having that GSD list for one, that makes you way more organized, way more efficient with your time, way more productive. You're not distracted because you were like, I'm like, okay, here's my task. Check it off. Next one, check mm -hmm. it off. And I'm trying to knock through them. Mm -hmm. So it's like a game. I'm like, I, let me get through this. As, oh, I as, love marking things off like, my boom, calendar. Boom, boom. Like, like when I'm done, I'm like, yeah, 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 right. yeah. It's like so fun. Sense of accomplishment. Sense yeah. of accomplishment, right? So you're doing that. But the way that I do it, and like, it doesn't matter how tired I am or, or anything that's going on. I view, I have, I put two consequences in my mind. Again, they're in my mind. They're not, they're not real, but mm -hmm. I make them real. Mm -hmm. So I have, I have, I envision that I, like everybody that looks up to me, um, you know, counts on me in any way. I imagine that they have a 24 hour camera on me and they know what my GSD list says. Mm -hmm. And if I don't do it, then I let them down. And I'm a, I'm, I'm a phony. I'm a fraud. Like, mm -hmm. I, I don't do what I say. I'm I mean, do. that's just a good kind of thing to look at for just walking around in general life. Like, imagine if there was a camera on you all the time. Yeah. How would you act? Like, right. if, if you said in one clip that you were going to do this thing, but then in the other clip, you're not doing that thing. Right. I love that one. So there's that. And then the other part of it, I just think of it, if I don't do this, because consistently, if I didn't do it, like one day here and there, but they, that shit adds up. Yeah. Right. So if I don't do it, then my family and I no longer have a home. Mm -hmm. So that makes it real fucking easy mm -hmm. for me to do exactly what I put on that list every day. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, it's like, okay, cool. I'm tired. I don't feel good. Whatever. Like this has to get done. So I love that. So like I, that could be I good execute. for competitors too. Like if I don't yeah. go hit my workout, like I'm not going to, I mean, like I'm not going to become an IFBB pro. Like that's taken away from me. Like, like literally. Right. And everything's like too, too. You know, there's a, it's to an extent. So, for example, as you know, I'll say, like, like if, if you have the flu, 
don't go to the fucking gym. Yeah. Right? Like, still hit your routine. That's nasty. Right? Like, hit, hit most of your positive routines. But, like, remember, when you're sick, mm. your body's prioritizing healing you, getting yeah. you better. What happens when you go to the gym and you train? You're breaking down muscle. Then what do you have to do? You have to recover from that. Yeah. So if your body's prioritizing getting you better, it's not going to prioritize your, you know, muscle recovery. True. So then that deems your workout pointless, and then you're beating the hell out of your immune system. Yeah. So then what happens now? You stress your body out too bad. Now you're out even longer. So mm-hmm. you, you took yourself out of commission longer. If you just took yeah. two days, relax, rest up, recover, hydrate, then get back to it, yeah. that's what you're going to want to do. So I always, always think people sometimes will take what I'm saying. You have a very good balance of both, though. Like, uh, you're very, like, get get Mr. Get Shit Done list, but yeah. then you're also like, okay, but realistically, like, give yourself the time that you need. You have a good balance right, between both. you have to have both. grace. Yes. Right? you got to give yourself grace, and it's like, there are certain things that are going to be non-negotiable. There are certain things that, like, okay, what I'm saying is, like, I'm not an extremist. I'm not, and I'm, I'm not sensationalizing anything. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, like, when we're talking about our normal days, and when I say, like, regardless of how you feel, like, okay, listen, sometimes we're not going to get the best sleep the night before. Just to get up and do your fucking thing, mm-hmm. right? But if you got horrible sleep because you're really sick or if, you, or if you're, you're, you're at the point of just true exhaustion, mm-hmm. give yourself some grace. Mm-hmm. Like Most of the time, it's just because we don't want to get up. Right. It's, and it's then laziness. we'll try to convince ourselves like, well, I didn't really get that much sleep last night. Yeah. You know, maybe because you went to bed late and you're on your phone and you're watching TV all night. It's right. like, you know, right. we try to convince ourselves, you know, to make ourselves feel better about not right. not doing the thing. And then you that's when you when you know that you could have done it. Yeah. That's when the guilt kicks in. Yes. Right? That's when those those feelings of, yeah. you know, shame and guilt cuz you're like it wasn't that hard. Right. You're like and I could have done that. <laughs> how much better do you feel? The moment you do it, a hundred percent. Like if I if my alarm goes off at four, right, and I'm like, I don't, I don't want to get up. Mm-hmm. If I were to have stayed in bed, I would feel awful the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. But when I get up, even though I don't feel like it, two minutes later, by the time I'm done brushing my teeth, I'm like, thank God I got up. It's Let's just go. that tiny little period of making a decision that makes all of the difference. Cause of course, like I don't like spring out of bed and everything's all happy. I like slug out. I go in there like, Oh my God, the light. I'm like, what's in my eye. And then (laughs) finally, like then I'm downstairs and I'm starting my meditation and journaling. And I'm like, all right, I'm kind of awake now, but it's just that little, we make such big decisions off of that small period of time, which is crazy. Count to two and do it. Yeah. Like, Get get up. Yeah. Like, the the, mo- the more you sit there and contemplate it, you're, what I like to say, your inner bitch mm-hmm. is going to talk you out of it. Mm-hmm. You're going to talk you out of it. You're going to go back to sleep. You're going to back to sleep for 30 minutes. And then now your morning is screwed. And now you're going to be upset the rest of the day. True. I threw my day off. Whereas if you just go, one, two, don't care, get up. Yes. And like, sure, maybe you're not springing up. Yeah, you might get yeah. up and now you're, you're moving at, at yeah. one mile per hour, but you're up. And then, you know, you're starting to get the engine warmed up and then mm-hmm. boom, hit it. I mean, I use that in the in the gym all the time. Like the, it's like the more that you think about how much it it's painful, like and it hurts, and uh, and you're like, oh, it is painful. It does hurt. Oh, I'm gonna die, and then you stop. <laughs> and versus, it's like when I'm um, I I never train clients in in person, but I had an opportunity the other day to train like a, a Twitch streamer, and 
all of them were giving up very easily in the workout. And I was just like pumped. I was so excited. I'm like, let's go. Let's do so much. And they constantly, you know, I can't do it anymore. I can't do it. I was like, you keep thinking about it. You keep thinking about doing it, thinking about how much it hurts, thinking about the strain. I was like, don't think, just do. And they just kept walking. I was making them do like walk and lunges and stuff. Um, And I'd use that a lot with my business as well. Like the more that I think about like, this is going to take forever. This task is going to be, Oh, it's going to be emotionally draining. I convinced myself out of it. So it's just like, I'm just like, just do it, just do it. And like, let's go. I love that. Something like a lot of the things that I learned from this episode were a get shit done list. The one, two go. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, dude. The one, oh, there was another one that I really loved. I don't know. You're, you're good at coming up with like really simple, like, um, I don't know. What are they called? Samples? Yeah. I, mean, I, I think you're coming up with a word, but it's not going to hit you. Yeah, I don't so think okay, so. Don't yeah. Um, but this <laughs> has been great. I really appreciate it. Um, one thing that we always ask um, all of the people that come on the Know Your Power podcast, because the reason that we made this podcast is that I truly believe that you can be the powerful creator of your reality. And there's so many women in this world that have the power stripped from them and don't believe that they can build it back up. And we are all just so infinitely connected that we could do so much more with our lives. So I want to know when was the moment that you knew how powerful you truly were? Was there like a moment? I don't know that there was a moment. (laughs) I'm trying to think because I want to give you a good answer. Yeah. Um, I don't know that there was actually like a moment that clicked besides of like when I flipped the switch from that time I think I think it still builds daily Mm -hmm. um again like like I my day charges up seeing how I can help people Mm -hmm. so I feel that when I when I recognize that every day that's one thing that keeps me going yeah and like when I see the things that I say or the things that I advise or, or things that I show and then people just see me doing it and, you know, can implement it into their own life. Um, I think when I see people actually utilizing the things that I say, like I see that the power is there. Yeah. And I think that that's huge. And like, I would look at it every, like I look at what I've done and I'm like, if I can do it, anybody can do it. True. Like I, I'm not somebody, I'm not, I'm not genetically blessed. I don't have any thing that anybody else doesn't have. I mean, I, what I have is a, a really, really determined mindset, mm-hmm. right? Like I'm going to get it done no matter what. And anybody can do that. Mm-hmm. Anybody can develop that. It's not like I'm something special. Like I don't have something they, I don't have something that you don't have. True. Like you just have to develop the right habits, routines and mindset and, and go for it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's what I think. I, I suppose like when I can communicate that and influence somebody to do the same for their life, then I would say like, that's where I can see like where the power comes from. Yeah. It seems like you feel powerful and see the, um, power in like what you do when you see like success from your clients and like people implementing that basically you helping people, which is what we basically started with anyway. So yeah, exactly. (laughs) I love that. Well, thank you so much for being on. I appreciate it. Um, where can people find you? You can find me on Instagram on Johnny underscore D underscore Casalina. It's a lot. So um, it'll all be down in the description too. Yeah, thank yeah. you. Yeah. It'll and, be in the um, description. Yeah. That's the main thing. And yeah. then from there you can get to the links to all my, you know, sites. and. Stuff. Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, I appreciate it guys. And as always, we love you all so much and you're more powerful than you think. Bye. 
Thank you for tuning in to the Know Your Power podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure you share it with a friend. And if you feel we deserved it, rate and review the show. Also, if you have any questions or topic ideas, feel free to shoot us an email at knowyourpowerpodcast at gmail.com. Bye.